Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this here show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 17, How to Relax. So, Arden. Yes. There are very few complaints that I have with uh, with you as my partner in life. Oh, uh, you are very, you're very generous. You're very uh, supportive. You're very kind. But if there's one critique that I may make, maybe not a critique. <laughs> maybe that's too strong of a word. But if I were to observe one thing that, you know, perhaps you may need to become a little bit better at, that is chilling. You know, being able to hang out and not do much at all. Yeah, I'm definitely not good at this. This is not something anybody would tell me I'm good at. Would you say it's a strength of mine? Oh, yes, for Relaxation. sure. Relaxation. You're very good at downtime. I'm not good at downtime. I haven't been my whole life. And I, I mean, I'm... <laughs> you I'm, think you'll ever be good at this? I don't know. I would like I like to think that I am. I like to think that I have things that make me feel calm and less anxious. But I'm definitely not somebody who's very good at just sitting around and doing nothing. There's actually a lot of curious research that especially with breaks at work, uh we need fewer breaks when we're more motivated naturally by by the work that we're doing. And so if you're doing a project that you love, you can often work for hours and not not really uh, need need a break, but if you're doing something that you find aversive, if you're traveling a lot, if you're doing things that you find to be a challenge or a chore, then you need to break. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why you don't need. You love you love everything that you do. I I do. I am one of those very lucky people who gets to do stuff they love every single day. So maybe that's the thing. And I just love getting to work. But it's also my personal life. I just am always on the go. So I mean, I'm just one of those people who. Tends to be on the go all the time. Un- unlike me, who hates his job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> but, definitely not. But you. I just love to relax. You know, re- relaxation is is something that uh, leads to so many different benefits. It, it leads to myriad benefits. Um, we feel more relaxed, first of all. So we have a better time of whatever it is that we're doing. Uh, we're not so wound up, uh, but we also get a chance to recharge. We have more mental clarity throughout the day. Uh, we get more ideas the more relaxed we are because our mind gets a chance to wander a little bit, as we've talked about on previous episodes. We get more plans about the future. Uh, we actually think about our goals 14 times as often whenever we're, uh, when our mind is wandering versus when we're focused on something. Uh, our, of course, our mental health gets a bit better because we're able to uh, unwind and take care of ourselves a little bit. And we have more appreciation for everything in our life because we get to uh, to think about things just a little bit more. You know, I, I make fun of you off the top of the podcast, but the truth is you are pretty good at relaxation. We just go about things a bit differently. You have a more uh, active style of relaxation. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think anybody who listens to the podcast has probably picked up on that too. So I know, it, <laughs> and I think it seems a bit counterintuitive when we say that like, people are not very good at relaxing. But it, it is really true. Like a lot of people are also doing it wrong, right? They're just watching TV or scrolling through social media. Nothing that yeah. challenges them just the, just the right amount that they feel engaged, but not overstimulated, right? So yeah. I think this is it's something that's really important. I know for me, even when we did the digital declutter, mm-hmm. I know it was really helpful for me to realize how little space I had in my day. And 
and now even still, I, I still make gaps for making sure I'm not listening to something all the time. And, yeah. and I do take breaks at work a little bit more often to make sure I have some space to think about things. And that's actually been tremendously helpful. So I think having some more relaxation time in my day, even just a little bit more, has been really nice. If there's one point to drive home, it's what you just mentioned. You know, the, I've been pouring over the, a lot of research on relaxation recently. And what actually makes us feel recharged, like you said, it's not social media, it's not anything like that, but it's making our mind a bit less stimulated. The the, the work, the, the life we live uh, stimulates our minds so much. It, it, there, there's been studies that show for each new and novel thing that we direct our focus at, uh, our mind rewards us with a hit of dopamine. So we we check Instagram, we get a hit. We check Twitter, we get it. We check our email, we get another hit. We listen to Becoming Better, the the great podcast Becoming Better. We get a, many more hits of dopamine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, we get one hit of dopamine for that. We go tend to a conversation, we get another hit still. And, and so because of this, our mind is so stimulated. There's so much dopamine that's coursing through our mind. And because when we get home, we want to stay at that high level of stimulation, we want to maintain that equilibrium. We look for things that are stimulating as opposed to things that make us settle down a little bit. And so uh, checking Twitter might feel like a break because it's different from the work that we do. It's not our responsibilities at home. It's something that we don't have to do. Uh, but at the same time, it's something that perhaps we shouldn't do with regard to relaxation because it doesn't settle the mind. Yeah, I think that's totally right. I know back when I was in my undergrad, I used to, as soon as I would finish exams, like the minute I would finish, I would go home, load up Sims, which is really sad, but I would play a lot of Sims and watch Netflix at the same time and just completely, I thought it was making me less stressed, yeah. but it so didn't work. I would I would finish like a few hours of playing this game and watching mindless reruns of friends and i would just feel like totally like a zombie really yeah and you feel drained often yeah exactly so you get home you're watching netflix and because you want to stimulate your mind quite a bit somebody might not just watch netflix or amazon prime video or apple tv plus or disney plus or any of the many streaming services that that we now have in our homes exciting times. to rant for another day uh but you know we we can't just tend to that and enjoy an episode of something, we have to have our phone at our side as well. We have to have our tablet open. We have to have Twitter open in the multi-window mode on our iPad so we can soak in that and fill our attention to the brim so that we release a bit more dopamine so that so that our mind is a bit more stimulated. Yeah, I, I, it's an easy trap to fall into. It's so tempting in the moment to bounce between apps or scroll on Instagram forever, but it's really long-term. It's not the way, at least for me, I've found that those things just don't make me feel better long-term yeah. or even in the next hour. Yeah. And I think that's something to stress just because something uh, stimulates us doesn't mean that it makes us happy. Uh, I remember one, uh, the other day we were hanging out in the living room and you were tapping around on your phone a little bit and, and you looked a bit sad and I said, I said to you, no offense, Arden, but like you look a bit sad. What app are you using? I think the word you actually used was you look miserable. Yeah, but. yeah, that's the word. But uh, you were on Tinder. No, you weren't on no. Tinder. She, she was on Instagram. We're not going to start that rumor. <laughs> we can start None that of rumor. That. Uh, but <laughs> but just because something stimulates your mind doesn't mean that it makes you happy. And often the opposite is the case. But we we covered this a little bit off the top. There's essentially the two 
types of relaxation that are worth uh, zeroing in on. You're more of the pa- the the active relaxation type. I'm more of the passive type. What what do you do for active relaxation? So I think for me, I find it so much more rejuvenating or restorative or whatever word you want to use. Relaxing, I guess, um, to be kind <laughs> of in motion, like actually physically in motion. For me, running and yoga are just my go-to. Whenever I have some downtime and I want to recharge, that's where I always start. So I always go for a run or I'll go go to a nice yoga class, something like that. You Um, do the hot yoga. I do do hot yoga, hot detox yoga for an hour and a half. That's like a dream if I can have enough time for that. Um, But I know a lot of other people feel sports are really relaxing, especially if it's with a a loved one or or a group of friends. Um, Play some ping pong. I was thinking more like squash or ultimate, but would ping sure. pong fall into <laughs> a, a more passive sport for you? You think? I don't know. Ping pong seems stressful because <laughs> it just people are so into it. Yeah, you get. Yeah, I wonder if there's any like. Oh, I'm sure. Really I'm sure there are. Also, people yeah. really have been coming out of the woodworks for all sorts of things. My uncle was a professional ping pong player. My uncle How Stephen on my dad's side. I have literally never heard this. Yeah, before. it's true. I'm. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Look at my face, how serious I am right now. I can't tell. But yeah. anyway, that's anyway. a side note. Um, that's wild. Anyway, yeah. I know another th- thing that I find really, really restorative and relaxing for me is playing an instrument. So I love the cello. Mm. It's something that always makes me feel better and, and just totally recharged. So these kinds of things, I know a lot of people go to the gym or play with their dog or their kids. I mean, we don't have kids, so I don't know how relaxing that is. I think it probably depends on the activity. Maybe if you're <laughs> making a train set, it's really relaxing. Changing diapers, not maybe probably the funnest of less uh, relaxing. Yeah. So, um, and and other things like artistic activities. I know one of my really close friends. She loves to paint, and she finds that like the best thing in the world. Yeah. So, I think whatever does it for you. But I mean, you're definitely more of a passive relaxation person yeah and the line is kind of blurry when when it goes it's more of a gradient of activity in terms of how intense something is for your body and your mind and and one thing to highlight you know somebody listening might think aren't aren't those activities pretty stimulating isn't running around a track or or playing floor hockey or whatever it is uh, pretty stimulating it is but it it's not overstimulating it's not filling your attention your mind to the brim it's designed uh, these activities are designed not just to release dopamine but but not they're not addictive essentially like technology is uh, so you're right Arden Nordstrom co-host of becoming i i am i am very into the passive relaxation techniques. One of my favorites um, here in the office, I have a meditation bench that I tend to throughout the day. It's just a little break to recharge my attention, especially when I need to write. I find it helps me recharge my attention and and focus more deeply the rest of the day. Um, and, And if I'm not feeling up to that, if I find that the idea of that is quite aversive, I'll do a guided meditation from an app like uh, Insight Timer or, or from Tara Brock, who does some wonderful ones. I'm also really a fan of uh, watching Netflix. I'm a big fan of uh, Veep right now. It's a great show with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Curb Your Enthusiasm. And you know how is this different from what we chatted about at the beginning of the episode? Well, if you just sit down to watch the show and watch the show, it's a good way to relax and not overstimulate your mind. It's still quite stimulating. 
And you probably don't want to do it too much or for too long. Uh, But if you don't use your phone or other devices at the same time, it's a good method through which you can recharge. Especially, I'm a big fan of binge watching with intention. And so if you decide ahead of time, if you're going to, what you're going to eat and how many episodes you're going to watch, it also takes away uh, a bit of the guilt when you don't use your tablet or your phone at the same time. Also, you know, reading. I, I like doing a gentle yoga as well. Just like a, there's a, a lady on YouTube. Her name is Adrian. Uh, yoga with Everyone's Adrian. Everyone's heard of Adrian. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. She's not. I always think she's such a big deal. But I think uh, she has like 10 million subscribers. Something like that. But she has yoga for everything. If you're feeling stressed, she has yoga for stress. If you're feeling anxious, she has yoga for anxiety. If you're feeling tired, if you're traveling, if you're if you've just had a bad day or a great day, uh, yoga for gratitude. There's there's pretty much everything underneath the sun that she does a yoga class on, and so that's yeah. one of my favorite uh, methods uh, through which to relax as well. Yeah, yoga is definitely great, and it's one of those things you can do anywhere. And reading, obviously. That I mean, I say I'm more of a, an active relaxation person, <laughs> but uh, reading is definitely still a big go-to for you me. You still do read 52 books a year. Roughly that. Roughly. Approximately a book a week. Approximately, yeah. Somehow. I don't know where that comes in, but somehow in my day, I usually squeeze in <laughs> enough reading time. Um, but yeah, both of these things make your mind less stimulated so you can recharge both mentally and physically so you can have more energy to what you bring to the rest of your day or week or year. And so on top of these activities that we mentioned, the the more active ones that you prefer, the more passive ones that I prefer, mostly because I'm probably just a bit lazier than you are, um, I feel it's been actually a pretty tactical episode of Becoming Better so far. Uh, We've covered a lot of different strategies, uh, you know, how it's important to keep that intention in mind to make your mind a bit less stimulated uh, through these relaxation techniques. But there are a, a few things that you can do to take your game, your relaxation game up to the, the next level. Yeah, I think the first one, and this is something I do all the time because I know I'm maybe not good at doing this naturally, is not listening to something every minute of the day. I just, I notice when I'm walking through the grocery store or walking downtown or on campus or at work, People just seem to always be listening to things. There yeah. are always headphones in. Maybe they're doing that to make sure people don't talk to them. But I think <laughs> it's also just people are constantly plugged in. And and that can be exhausting to yeah. always be receiving information. It's just tiring. So All I, in the sake of uh, cramming more into the moment and stimulating your mind a, a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And I think... For me, not listening to something every minute of the day, it seems like such a small thing, but it's made such a big difference. By the time I get home, I don't feel just exhausted. I feel good after I get home, after yeah. work or whatever. So I think it's made a really big difference. and It's definitely helped me think more clearly. So that's one little thing. Um, planning your downtime is, I think, also really, really important. I And some people really think this is counterintuitive because how can you plan your downtime? It's not relaxing to have structure. But I actually find it really really helpful for I me. I find it it allows me to enjoy things more. Yeah, exactly. If I have some spare time, I don't end up just watching 10 episodes of Friends again. 10. I mean, I really love Friends. Yeah. But and and everybody's done that. Everybody has ended up several hours into a Netflix binge and they say, "Whoa, how did this happen?" Or a YouTube black hole. Or a YouTube. Yeah, that's another thing. You got to turn off the auto start next episode yes. button, whatever toggle that is. <laughs> that's really helpful. But I think planning your downtime it sounds like a downer, but it's actually really not and makes your free time seem much more free. 
it also ritualizes stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a nightly shut off ritual where we, uh, if we're not traveling, we disconnect from the internet between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. And so it's an, a way of kind of easing out of one day and into the following day. And every Sunday we have our technological Sabbath where we we disconnect from technology and reconnect with one another. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Um, I'll just be clear. I chime back into the internet around. 6 a.m. But yeah. for anybody who's fact-checking us, because I go into focus mode in the mornings, <laughs> yeah. but you're still usually asleep. Yeah. So it's a natural, uh, <laughs> it's a natural kind of ease at, at 8 a.m. for me. Um, so we also have the weekly Sabbath once every Sunday, um, where we just take off the day from the internet, because it's really not worth tending to uh, too deeply, especially it's a nice way of resetting and thinking more about the week ahead, resting up a little bit. We're usually both at home on Sundays because we're not traveling for work and we get to reconnect with one another instead of our, our devices, which is a really nice thing to do. Yeah. And I think for both of us, even if we did have to work a little bit on Sunday, it's a nice day where we can, I can read papers or you yeah. can read papers or we can, you can read up on the next book that you're reviewing or something like that. Focus so, on uh, things that recharge us. Yeah. So if yeah. you do have to work, not having the internet is not impossible. So cool. yeah, I think those are all really, really helpful things. And as somebody who isn't great at relaxing, but has made an active point of building it into my life, it's been, it def- obviously, obviously everybody knows it's good to relax, but yeah. I think making sure you do it intelligently is really helpful. Yeah. Something you're becoming better at. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's a well-named podcast. I think so. I had doubts about it at, at the beginning. <laughs> uh, how, how good of a name, it sounded kind of corny at the beginning, but it's growing on me. Maybe other people hate it, but it yeah. seems good. Maybe everybody hates it except for us. In which case, it's our podcast, so we can name it whatever we want. But a lot of stuff to try in there. Uh, you know, try these activities out and, and really reflect on the the things that you do during your downtime. Are they designed to just stimulate your mind more still, or whether they're passive or active? Do they let your mind settle down a little bit? Love it. Boom, 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 boom. So we have a bit of following up to do from the two episodes back now. It's probably a month ago. We had that weight loss challenge that we asked our readers to do. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. The number of responses we've been getting back. People are very excited about joining us on this. So that's really, really exciting. And thank you to all the many, many, many people who got back to us. Um, So we did kind of follow up to see what people were planning on doing during these four weeks. A lot of people have accountability partners. If there's one thing that's that's clear from all the emails that people sent in, uh, it's that people are finding somebody to hold them accountable, whether it's, whether it's, it's usually their partner in in life. And and a lot of people are saying, oh, by the way, my partner's joining uh, us in the challenge as well, which is incredible to see. Um, A lot of people practicing a bit more mindfulness, uh, other people keeping food logs of everything that they, that they want to eat. And activity tracking. That's a big one. I mean, that's an also a really nice one because it's built into so many things that people just have on them now. So mm-hmm. that one's really good. Uh, and lots of people talking about, yeah, mindful eating and, and meal planning too. That's been really cool. Yeah, so it's, it's impossible yeah. to become better at something you're not aware of. Yeah. And it would be impossible for us to also list everything that people wanted to get get better at on and, and work on doing during this weight loss challenge. So how are you doing so far? Oh, boy. Well, I I am up seven pounds. No, I'm just kidding. So so we're we're about a month away yeah. from yeah. So but, I I am happy to report, Arden, that I am down three to four pounds depending yay. on the day. 
Nicely done. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so I I should say this is if we're mapping out a trend line of uh, how much weight I want to lose before the the deadline that we have coming up, this I weigh more right now than I do at that trend line. But, But I think this is because I was a bit overly ambitious with how much weight I wanted to lose. And by God, we have our whole lives to, to live uh, in a fit and healthy fashion. And something that I, I think um, I overestimate and other people overestimate too, is that all that matters with habits is your trend line. You know, you, you can be in a bad situation right now, but if your trend line, if you're trending fitter, if you're trending smarter, if you're trending more knowledgeable, if you're trending more healthful, healthfully, living more healthfully in general, uh, I think you don't have much to worry about. And so I, I'm going to redo some calculations. I'm actually, you know, we we said in the weight loss episode, see your doctor if you want to, uh, if you want to do this challenge, mostly for liability reasons. But I am seeing my doctor in about a week uh, for just a, an annual physical, and I'll bounce this experiment. On, ask her, okay, what is a reasonable amount? of weight to lose because it should be a permanent change it shouldn't be this crash course in dieting and for, but you know if i if i miss the mark by a few pounds and but i'm still losing a pound a week I'm perfectly okay with that. And the the numbers that we received from listeners of the podcast were about as ambitious as I was, um, which was about double the ambition that, that you had at, at the onset. Maybe mm-hmm. you were all the more wiser after all. This is not news. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, it's definitely good to just make sure your goals are realistic yeah. right so um i know for me i'm down at like a few pounds which is nice, nice. i feel good my Congrats clothes, my well clothes done. fit better yeah. so very good um but i think the the that was not really my objective right i was, i just wanted to get back to my good habits and i think i have for the most part i've been working out more regularly and my eating habits seem to come back to my normal state so Things are things are really good. How actually. are you feeling though? I hate food tracking. I really, really hate food tracking. <laughs> yeah. And doing this has just reminded me how much I hate it. Even though my fitness pal is probably the best app. I just yeah. I hate it. So I have basically stopped doing that part. Mm. But everything else I've been super good about. And I think because I have done food tracking so often that I get so little information out of it when I do it that yeah. I already know pretty much how how like I'm pretty accurate and how much I think I'm eating when I'm eating because I've been so mindful about it for so long that I really hate food tracking. We can do an alternative <laughs> to food tracking where we write down what we eat every day. And um, I think and it's still it going to be the same problem. But yeah, no, I think that would act- actually, yeah. okay, I, I, I take that back. Writing it down is probably better because yeah. I hate using my a phone. A food log, not, not food sure. tracking. I think, yeah. you know, that might introduce the account. It might be a good modification to this experiment. Okay. I think that's probably good. There is that new Indian place in town, we should say. It's making it a bit bit tough to follow through with this experiment. Our town has finally gotten a really good Indian food place. And this was our kryptonite when oh, we used to live in yes. Ottawa. So I um, it is definitely something we both love. But that's okay. I think the bigger kryptonite is the fact that between now and Christmas, you and I are gone for what three or four weeks yeah which is a lot of time so we'll just have to work around that. anticipating those obstacles yeah we've been planning for this for weeks so beautiful should be good nice follow-up things are going well hopefully if you're doing this experiment at home it's going well with you as well so finishing up becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode have a wonderful week and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays.